But that's all the podcast has been about. Right. What do you want your life to be? What do you want it to look like? What do you have to do now to make the first tiny step, to make the second step, to make the third step, to end up in that life that you wanted, that you intended? Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Okay, welcome back to Thriving the Future. So this week, we're taking a break from talking about the eight forms of capital. The title of this episode is Get Stuff Done. Our point of view is we spend enough time doing mistakes, doing unprofitable things, doing wasting time, losing distraction. It's kind of misdirection. Yeah. It's a misapplied force, right? Right. With stuff... Is what we generally go. We usually say get stuff done. Right. Because stuff leaves it open to what it is, Mm -hmm. but it also creates a distinction when people become in the know like you will be after this podcast that we are not just doing stuff random. If we're doing stuff random, we end up with a pile of manure, waste, pollution that doesn't actually fill our intentions for our life, right? Right. But if we're getting stuff done, we're taking more of a planned approach to it and implementing those things. Right. What I see, right, mm-hmm. is a lot of people, they're scrolling Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever the latest feed is, right? Sure. And they go, ooh, that person did worm, worm composting and that's really cool. I'm going to go GSD. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, wait a minute. This person is doing cover crops. I'm going to go GSD. And you end up with all these projects that are half implemented, fully implemented, partially implemented, languishing because you left the worms to go do doing something else, right? And then you've forgotten for take care of the worms for like three weeks and they start dying or it starts molding or you haven't been paying attention, right? And you end up with all this divided attention. You end up actually bringing more chaos into your life Uh than order. If you do your projects with focus and attention and you get stuff done, you get the worms and you get that get in that habit, right? You introduce fewer things in a year. And when you see that cool thing on Instagram or whatever, you go, I'm going to think about that rather than run out and implement. Uh-huh. But there ends up becoming this, we have to GSD, we have to GSD, we have to GSD, project, find me a new project, new project. What, what GSD project are you doing this weekend? What, this uh-huh. is what I'm doing this weekend. And then you got to share those so that you get the stars, right? But they become unmaintained projects. Sure. You can see it because, uh, like, you watch somebody's YouTube channel and they're redoing the aquaponics beds, right? Uh-huh. Again, because they were running so fast to get the thing done, they took a shortcut. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work right. Or they got over, they got neglected. So we're coming back to refurbish them, get them back in shape, and apply this thing. Like It becomes like a New Year's revolution, right? Right. We started it. We never finished it. We started it. We got it going, but we didn't make it a habit. We didn't integrate it into our life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't stuff we really wanted. It was the like we wanted from posting the pictures. It was something we thought we wanted. We're not controlling our decisions. The feeds on social media are. Yeah, that's a good point. This, this goes back to our attention thing from sure. previous. Yeah, another thing that I find is that you jump on a project that worked for somebody in a totally different climate. Or context, yes. Yeah, or a context. And, uh, oh, I'm going to do that. And then it fails miserably because, hey, you know, this is Kansas. 
right now it's 100 degrees and maybe 96% humidity out there and uh, you know <laughs> and some of those things just don't work this is one of the things that is completely ignored in the permaculture world mm-hmm. well it's not completely ignored you're taught it in your PDC yeah but then everybody walks right past it right and it is the um, I lost the word when you ha- when you check for places that have the same climate and the same condition climate no, no there's a um, analogous areas right okay so you look at things on your latitude but then you look is it on the seacoast or is it inland mm-hmm. like I am right then you have places to look for projects that are more likely to apply to your area uh-huh. instead of like somebody in Kansas looking at sub-saharan Africa right or Saudi Arabia yeah there are things that may apply there are thought processes that will work but I don't have wadis that are going to dump all my water on me once in a year so my swales do not need to hold the several thousand gallons i get 30 inches a year sometimes right right right. in the year sometimes right and i don't get it all at once yeah i that's why i I made basically micro swales right so right that's climate context right and but but finding the analogous regions Uh uh-huh is talked about in your pdc but nobody doing almost nobody doing permaculture ever talks about how to do that or working with it and it feeds this getting Stuff done, yeah. The getting getting the getting, getting crud done, right? Right. Rather yeah. than getting real project projects implemented. Mm. Yeah, good point. Because those things restrict where you're getting your information. Uh-huh. It's pre-filtering the information for projects that will work for me. Sure. Fit my context, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I've already had a couple of failures this year because I was like, land race, land race, land race is awesome. So. Yeah, well, land race is good if you create a land race on what's used to your land. So I thought, land race, well, that's going to be a little bit more pure. So I bought some land race seed from the Joseph Lofthouse and, and some other folks have, you know, from uh, Experimental Farm Network or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a really good land race at their place, but it's not a land race at my place. The Indian rice grass did not even germinate. The hog, hog-headed cow peas burned up and you mm-hmm. know and the however you pronounce it temporary beans that he has those just they came up and the bugs just ate them down in like a week so you know that works in utah that works in minnesota that works in uh, wherever else it was but it doesn't work in kansas so rushing out and going ooh ah ooh ah and then you know and then yeah, that doesn't work so good. Another example was I bought some chestnuts. And I bought them in bulk, and they were from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they they really, 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 even though I had them inside the garage, it still got cold enough where they were impacted by the wintertime in there. And they took, like, I lost 20% of them, and then a bunch of them are just coming out with leaves. And it's the end of June so middle June buying that chestnut from Alabama buying that chestnut seed from the Pacific Northwest and then it just P- putting all your up. eggs in one basket with those or was trying probably to, not a great idea right yeah plus trying to be like this guy or trying to be like that or oh I like this but it's not in my climate right this is exactly why the journal's focusing on mindset sure in a lot of ways over specifics uh-huh because we've seen this we've done it uh-huh and we see it all the time, all over 
wherever we look at homesteading projects, right? Right, right. I mean, recently there was a suggestion that I, I get involved in writing another publication mm-hmm. because maybe it was going to be in physical print. It's like, well, that sounds like cool. That is one of my end goals. But is that just chasing a thing rather than sticking to one, my plan, and two, getting things finished, accomplished, and a part of, integrated into my life before I introduce another project, right? Right. I mean, this came right after the Charlie Brown episode went live, right? Sure. So, I've had several weeks to think about that. I was like, this is a Charlie Brown football. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw it, that was my response, right? That, that mm-hmm. was a, I can't be doing that. Yeah. Grow the journal in its current form before you branch out into the, 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 the print proven, form, right? The proven thing is to do print, you have to have people that are ready to put cash on the table right. or on the counter. Uh-huh. And if you don't have that audience, then it sits there and languishes. Or you're going to sit on a bunch of copies. Right. And neither of those becomes profitable long term. Uh-huh. Digital is very, very, very cheap to do. Sure. It's time consuming. Uh-huh. But getting it, getting people to understand that I am creating value, that we are making value, over time builds that audience to where it can support a physical copy. Uh huh. I mean, everybody thinks that the internet took away the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and all that, right? But it was really their content. Mm-hmm. The ads increased. Uh-huh. Because they wanted to be making as much money as the online guys for an uh, issue, right? Right. They started writing shorter, blurpy things with false headlines like you do online, mm-hmm. right? Clickbaity articles. Right, but that didn't work in print. No. And that wasn't their customer base. Uh-huh. Their customer base had been built on accurate, detailed, thorough reporting. Right. Where you'd have to jump like, you know, you're on the front page. It says go to page five. You jump to page five. It goes down a whole bunch. And then it says jump over to page 10. That's how much content and detail each article used to have. Right. And a lot of times, you know, like if you were good at reading those newspapers, right, you would read a little bit of each article uh-huh. to kind of get an idea of what was there. Yeah. And decide which one you were going to read over lunch. Hmm. Right. And which one you were going to read when you got home. Or when you got home that evening, right? After your sure. meal, you know? Uh-huh. You, you were... It was like reading the table of contents in the back of the book before uh-huh. you buy it at the store, right? Right. Which of these articles actually interests me and then which one am I going to invest my time in and then I know where to get the information? Right. Plus, they were written in such a way where you could read the first couple paragraphs, get the general overview... Right. And you didn't necessarily have to read all the details, but the details supported it without being, you know, without being uh, heavy handed. Yeah. It lets you become informed about kind of what's going on and then dive deep when you wanted to dive deep was the way the format was Mm -hmm. written. They changed that. Yeah. And that's when they started failing, especially when they started trying to do the same thing online that they were doing digitally and digitally Physically, right? As, right, right? as as those two worlds mixed and they used the same authors and the same articles back and forth, uh-huh. that world got very murky and they lost their customer. Uh-huh. Their customer went on to do other things. Sure. Or their customer got into that short attention span thingy and then went, why am I doing this? I can get more stuff off of Facebook. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Right? 
There was, and that 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 used to be another topic of discussion, right? Sure. Did you see the morning paper? Mm-hmm. How, how many times was that a topic of conversation, right? Right. You know, I I, I knew knew people where the husband got one paper and the wife got another. Well, what did yours say about what happened in Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, they used what to it, have... And, and, and that was a long conversation, right? And right. you go compare it with your friend at work who got a third paper, right? Yeah. And then maybe you passed copies back and forth when you were done with them, right? That sure. happened at the coffee shop, right? Uh-huh. That happened... That was a conversation. Now the conversations are, did you see so-and-so's Facebook post? Or did you see this? Or did you hear that? Or let me send you the link to this. Or let me send you the link to that. Right. And it's broken a lot of the conversation. The, the, mm-hmm. the topics are the weather, the sports, and what happened on Facebook. Right. Plus, we all thought, we've been told that, oh, yeah, like print and newspaper was so unbiased. Yeah. We kind of got way off topic here. No, we're not. How are we not on, how are we still on topic? Well, we're giving examples of how you can, uh, how you can go off topic. <laughs> how, how you can get, how you can get, what, how you can spend your time wastefully doing things. Yeah. Where you can do, get stuff done where you're getting stuff that's integrated into your life and intentional into your life, right? Yeah, I think we were okay until we went New York Times, but yeah. Right. So, but I mean, it is a good example. It, 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 it is, it happens that way. Sure. Right. Our whole attention has started to be controlled that way. Uh huh. We have, we, it's not being controlled that way. We are surrendering our attention to that form of control. Uh huh. And then we're running around not implementing sustainable lifestyles. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another example that I have is the stun method, right? So you read in the Mark Shepard book. It says stun methods, sheer, total, utter neglect. Sounds good. How many apple trees have I killed using the stun method? I wouldn't dare to count. Apple stun method is supposed to be growing that, that, from that, that, seed. That would be me counting your bad projects instead yeah, yeah, of counting yeah. mine. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the key here is that the stun method is for growing from seed, not from grafted apples. It's the only way you can get the thousands and thousands and thousands right. of to get the one, right? Right. So this, the, the growing from seed, you pack a bunch into a certain area. You select for the ones that come up first. You select for the ones that bear first. You select for the ones that don't have um, apple seed or apple rust. They don't and have blight. It takes blight. a few years. Yeah, exactly. But that message bleeds over, and then people think stun method applies to everything. So, I mean, I've gone years where I've planted apple trees and, you know, apple trees basically have to be, have to be irrigated or they won't, they won't make it in Kansas. Right. So stun is not a protocol for growing everything. Yeah. It is a protocol for going from seed to genetic, through genetic selection to a land race mm-hmm. tree for your properties. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is one of the big things that's happening, right? Uh-huh. People are trying to apply protocols outside of what the protocol is for. Or they heard it on a podcast and right. or they read it in a book and they didn't realize they didn't take it to the next step. I'm go I'm going to do perculture, right? And then uh, you know, stun method means I'm gonna take this apple tree out here to the back forty, I'm gonna plant it and then it's gonna be good. 
and then come back and they're all dead. So yeah. So yeah, learn good so, lessons. So so, so so let's look at this from another direction, right? Mm-hmm. When we are doing the projects that we think are important this way, right? It gets in our way of learning to see reality. Mm. Okay. Right. And this becomes important. This kind of reflects back on a conversation we just had on the local local group call this week. Okay. Was it last week? No, it was this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm lost in time this week. That's okay. Um, the topic was, oh, is it a magic show? Is Western culture ah, a magic yes, show? Right. Yes. So we discussed, so in the week you call this week, we discussed whether what we see in the world's an illusion uh-huh. or whether there's really something there. Uh-huh. And at the end of the call, I asked everybody, what was the big thing you took away? There was always a common thread to those. I like asking those questions because I like hearing what people right. took out of the conversation, but it also helps me see where the, where the things tie together. Sure. Almost everybody said, I don't know how to employ it. Huh. Right? I don't... I, I, okay, yeah, maybe it's all a magic show. Maybe my attention's getting directed everywhere, but I don't have a tactical thing I can do with it. Okay. Right? So we've been talking about high level. Let's talk a little bit about... So, uh, so, 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 so that was introducing that, right? Right. So if you're GSDing everything, uh-huh. you're used to your attention flashing from whatever flashy new thing is thrown in front of you. Sure. Whatever hype is thrown in you. Uh-huh. You are not engaging the filter of your brain that says, I don't GSD, I get stuff done. Mm, good. I get stuff done that fits my life. Uh-huh. And because... They're GSDing. They end up with this chaotic life, but it also stops them from being able to see reality, to see through the illusion, and know how to do anything right. Because so much of the world and information thrown at us doesn't apply to us, right? You know, like maybe ten percent of it falls within our sphere of concern, mm-hmm. and one percent falls within our sphere of control or our ability to do anything about it, right? Yeah, maybe or, less than 1%. Right. And in that 1%, maybe half of that 1% is something that when we act on it will influence other people around us. Mm, okay, yeah. Right? So if we want to get stuff done, we've got to start using those filters. The same way that we got to use them to see through and find what it is we should be doing. And it kind of surprised me that the answer was they didn't know how to do it because... I wanted to, I almost said it, but I didn't. But that's all the podcast has been about. Right. What do you want your life to be? What do you want it to look like? What do you have to do now to make the first tiny step, to make the second step, to make the third step, going back to the habit forming one we did at the beginning of the year, right? Mm -hmm. To end up in that life that you wanted, that you intended. And it's the same thing with all these projects. But we're constantly feeding the wrong thing. So should you... It's very encouraging to listen to a project po- podcast where they GSD'd, I GSD'd this, I GSD'd that, what did you GSD this week, you know, and get caught in that culture. Uh-huh. But you're never observing what's really going on. So should you stick to one, two, whatever projects until you see them all the way to fruition to overcome that... 
I don't know. It depends on where you are squirrel, in life, right? Right. It, that's what they become. They become squirrels, yeah. Right. But if you are trying to articulate and define what you want your life to be, then trying a bunch of different things works just like the stun method. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What works for me, I do not know. I've never gardened before. Sure. Maybe you should do a bunch of really small projects. Mm-hmm. And start to find the gardening stuff that works for you. And then once you've found those things, you have to cut down on the experiments. Perfect those skills. And build them into their so habitual you can't do otherwise, right? And build then, that filtering skill, that focus skill, that completion skill. So, so, so like if you've never gardened before, uh-huh. there's kind of an art to weeding. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. There's... Looking out and going, it's really, really hot out and dry. So it's sure. going to be harder to pull these weeds that I need to get the roots on. So I need to wait for rain. Okay. So maybe I cut it back a little bit or whatever. Other weeds you can just cut off or, you know, and, and that whole art of doing that, right? And what tool you use at what time of year under what conditions. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a big deal here, right? Because yeah, if, yeah. You tr- if you go when it's hot and dry, you're dealing with something like almost a clay brick. Sure. If you do it in the spring, everything pulls out real nice. Uh-huh. If it's small, comes out real nice. If it's, if you let it get too big, you know, then you really have to start thinking about those techniques you're going to apply can become instinctual. But if you've never gardened before, you need to try lots of different things. Right. Okay. And that's just on weeding. Uh-huh. But that's not necessarily GSD. Right, but it's the same thing. Right. When I'm saying you got to practice those skills that you find that work for you when you're using this stun method of finding the stuff you should be doing. Huh. Right. Okay. You're practicing those skills, not just the filtering and not following new projects. Right. You're following that part that supports projects that get you want to garden. Learning to weed support that. Uh-huh. We're making that choice. This is the thing that I'm going to focus on because it supports this. Yeah. It also, and I'm going to get good at it and practice that. Yeah. It's also opportunity cost, right? So I have a limited amount of time. I'm going to choose the best project for that amount of time. And focus on that, so or, I'm not doing... Or you're, or you're going to look at your time and go, what can I get rid of so that I have more time? Yeah, and that's the other key of opportunity cost. But that that comes from a getting stuff done mindset, mm-hmm. where you're taking back time to observe, does this really fit me? Does it fit my climate? Do I have the time for it? What am I doing with my time? Sure. Am I taking another step towards the life I want, or am I taking another step to try and be the latest YouTube star? Hmm. Good. And that may mean you cut off YouTube for a while so that you don't have the input of information, right? If you can't control the impulses, you have to cut out the impulses, just like an alcoholic has to stop going to the bar. Mm-hmm. They have to change their friends, the people they're around. If you want a life of people that don't use you and they're close to you and they your neighbor and you trust them or whatever then you have to change the people you're around to people that want that as well or can be that Mm -hmm. that is how you move past and out of the system right you have to define what is the system and what is outside the system and what is outside the system that you want to go to yeah because you don't just get rid of the system sure you move into a new one and you define and, what is your system for you and your land and your goals and everything else, right? In your life in general, right? Yeah. 
And that's the first concrete step mm-hmm. in that or transitioning from getting a bunch of chaos into your life or bringing order to the stuff you're getting done. Okay. Okay, any uh, final thoughts? Any other tips? That wasn't a final thought. <laughs> uh, you got any final thoughts? Tips? You look like I blew your mind again and you, you no, need no. time to process. Or... No, no. The, uh, the next step, so we've been talking about get stuff done, right? But also remember skills over stuff that use that focus to build the skills, not just collect stuff, right? You want to get stuff done, but also in the process, build the skills over stuff while you're that, doing to that. To support the project you finished. Yeah, and make it repeatable. So next right. year, um, you know, take not, notes, do whatever you need not, to do. Not, not and, just next year. Right. Tomorrow, next week, sure. next month. Right. But say you get through all the way through the season, right? And then, right. you know, keep enough records so that you can repeat it. Because you'll be surprised how much you don't remember next spring. Okay, any other uh, any other tips? Slow down. Think through what you're doing and observe what's going on around you and in yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to be like so-and-so so that you, or get a heart or a like or whatever on social media? Or are you really building the life you want? Thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Check us out on the web on thrivingthefuture.com. Also, come and join our conversation on Twitter at thrivingthefute. And on our Telegram group, there's a link on the website. This podcast was produced by Scott the Freedom Farmer at freedomfarmer.net. Copyright 2022, thrivingthefuture.com. Join us at the Homestead Journal in living out the classic homesteading ethos on the path towards a simple life that speaks to the heart of humanity. We're an online community embodying and helping our members develop an indestructible homesteading mindset. Become someone who adds walk to the talk and applies proven old world protocols in a modern context. Find us at thehomesteadjournal.net and follow us at thj.net on Twitter. Are you a freedom farmer? Check out freedomfarmer.net, where I focus on skills over stuff 
and designing an intentional life. That's freedomfarmer.net.